I'm Michelle White. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioural and psychological aspects of IBS and other gut disorders too. It's every conversation you've wanted to have about your gut symptoms but couldn't. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. Let's talk today about the causes of gut symptoms. Gut dysfunction can stem from any number of causes like an infection or a parasite that maybe you've picked up traveling. That's a pretty common one. A good old-fashioned stomach bug, gastroenteritis. Organic diseases like inflammatory bowel disease. The imbalance of your microbiome, which is the population of bacteria that keeps your gut healthy or not. There's a lot of information around about that at the moment. Also, processed foods, they can absolutely wipe out your good bugs and make it hard to actually digest the real stuff. In a later episode, We'll have a chat about how stress can actually kickstart food intolerances and why then you shouldn't blame food first. And of course, the reason why we're here is to talk about stress as a major cause. At the end of the day, if you have gut symptoms, then something is out of balance. And gut-focused therapy has a pivotal role to play if stress and emotions are the underlying cause or if stress and worry are now present because of your symptoms, even if they weren't the original cause. I commonly see in my clinic that clients can trace their symptoms back to a period in time or even event in their life because symptoms tend to be a little bit delayed. They take hold about three to six months after the original onset of symptoms. And I often ask my clients this, and you can answer it for yourself. What was happening in your life three to six months prior to your onset of symptoms? There's so many examples of this. Study exams, relationship breakdowns, a move interstate or internationally a new job, financial stress, a death in the family, an accident or illness, even a medication reaction, generally just life. Then what tends to happen is this. Even though the event or circumstance has passed, because sometimes it's been 10 or 15 years, the gut is still reacting. And then this process happens that I spoke about in the first episode. You believe the symptoms must be something organic, so you begin with the investigations and the interventions. Now, I'm all for you attending to those and ruling out any serious organic illness or disease. But what doesn't happen very often in those consultations is the question being asked of you. What has been happening in your life in the lead up to your symptoms? I saw this with my own eyes once. A few years ago, I sat in on a full day's consultations with a dietitian within an allergy clinic. 
It was quite eye-opening actually because we were both there in a different capacity. She was there to look at the diet and I was there to observe the behavioural and psychological aspects of that person's symptoms. So there was this new client that came along. It was his first consultation. He was an Indian man and the dietitian went over his food diary and marked out what he was eating the most of to try and establish where his symptoms might be coming from. And she asked him uh, what changes in his diet had happened around the time that his symptoms began. So he said that he'd actually moved from India a few months prior to those symptoms starting, but he was mostly eating the same foods. He was still eating home-cooked Indian foods. And so therefore the dietitian put it down to just a change in ingredients. But for me, a major factor had been overlooked. He'd moved from India to Australia, away from his family and friends, and a culture he knew since birth and into his early adult life. Moving house or interstate or even overseas is classed as one of the major life events likely to be a severe source of stress for a person. And he was a man who'd lived that out. He was a man who was experiencing symptoms and couldn't put it down to food because there was something bigger at play. Now, if you have physical symptoms, then it's understandable that you would look for a physical cause of those symptoms. In the Western world especially, we forget that the body is actually connected to the mind. That's why we end up with symptoms when we feel stressed. Not just gut symptoms, headaches and migraines and muscle aches and pains and sore shoulders. All of those things are because of stress. Now, if you've turned your focus to investigating the cause of your symptoms as a physical cause and you're not coming up with any answers, especially over years and years, then it's not much of a stretch to begin feeling stressed about that. And what happens to your gut when you're stressed? You get more symptoms. And the clients that I see are in this cycle. The symptoms become consuming and then they begin to have a negative impact on your life. And this is where I go back to the effect that IBS and gut symptoms can have on your life. It's not just your body. They can affect your relationships, your social life. If you've ever altered your diet down to one steamed potato for dinner, then eating out definitely lacks appeal. And in itself, that's a cause of stress. It affects your work environment. Maybe you're hiding your symptoms from your colleagues and worrying about bathroom availability. It also affects sport and exercise and activity. Maybe you feel too sick to leave the house or you don't trust that you can make it to the park and back on foot without having an accident. It also hinders a lot of people's capacity to take nice long holidays or exotic holidays. 
causes trouble with transport and your confidence and your self-esteem. It can also be physically exhausting to feel unwell. And this can actually affect your overall health and well-being. And the key message here is if gut symptoms are impacting your life in a way that causes stress, then there's something that we can do about that. It's so easy to become stressed and worried and anxious about your symptoms and the impact that they're having on your life. It's super easy. I did it once upon a time, but it's not helpful. It's actually exacerbating your symptoms inadvertently. And I know that you're trying to achieve the complete opposite of that. That you want to stop focusing on your gut and you love to eat your favorite foods and most of all to just live symptom free. But don't go judging yourself for feeling stressed about your symptoms. You're human. You're doing the best you can with what you have and what you know. And when you know more from here, you'll do your best with that. I believe in you. And I believe in your want for something better. There's so many ways to investigate and manage and treat gut symptoms depending on the cause. And because there's so many options, there's something to suit your unique needs and likes. But most importantly, you need to listen to your body, to really tune into it and feel and listen to what it likes, what it dislikes and how it reacts. Your gut will tell you. If you don't feel you've been heard by a practitioner, then listen to that and find a more suitable one. If you're making progress with someone and have faith in his or her skill to help you, then give it all you've got. If your body reacts adversely to something prescribed to you, then hear that message and get some more advice. It's so important to take charge of your own health care. In my clinic, I tend to be the last practitioner in the food chain and I'm so okay with that. Because I know that by the time you reach me, you've had all your investigations and interventions and if everything else is ruled out and you're still experiencing symptoms, then I know the last remaining option you haven't tried is gut-focused therapy to attend to the psychological and behavioral aspects of IBS and other gut disorders. There's this gastroenterologist that I work with and he put this to me once. He said, Doctors are sending many, many patients to me to investigate gut symptoms, which I end up just diagnosing as IBS. And that process is so expensive and stressful and it's also invasive because of the colonoscopies. He suggested that it would be better for doctors to offer their patients something like five sessions of gut-focused therapy and to say to them, if that doesn't work, then we can do the medical investigations and go down that invasive path. And I absolutely agree. Because gut-focused therapy is non-invasive. It doesn't interfere with other treatments or any other medical conditions. In fact, in my experience, I see that it only improves other ailments along the way. The mind can have such a substantial impact on the body 
So let's try something. Imagine someone or a situation you really dislike and bring that into your awareness. Then notice how your body feels. Now imagine someone or something you love and bring that into your awareness. Notice how your body feels now. It's different, right? Now that situation wasn't here. You only thought of it and your body responded accordingly. Your mind is just the thought processes within your brain. And your brain is connected to your gut via the vagus nerve. It's called the brain-gut or the gut-brain axis because it's bi-directional. And I'll talk more in detail about this in a later episode. But for now, it's enough just to know that there's a connection. Gut-directed hypnotherapy is scientifically proven to regulate the brain-gut axis through repetitious imagery. And how it does this is quite simple. It calms the central nervous system. And when the central nervous system is calm, so is the gut. However, gut-directed hypnotherapy is generic. It's not catered to you specifically. And that's where gut-focused therapy comes in. That's what I use within the IBS recovery program. It's gut-focused therapy that gives you the opportunity to attend to your underlying causes, to the relationship you have with your digestive system and with food, and to your reaction to symptoms when they arise. I mentioned before that there's many interventions and treatment options available. And the fabulous thing is that gut-focused therapy doesn't interfere with any of them. In fact, it actually supports them. For example, so many clients are also experimenting with dietary interventions. Now, what you don't want to end up doing is eliminating so many foods that your body is struggling to get the nutrient it needs to maintain good health. And you don't want to restrict your diet to the point where food becomes a source of stress. And testing and challenging foods can be quite helpful because the aim is to become aware of your body's response to those foods and also what your threshold is to them. And the benefit of gut-focused therapy on the diet is that the more relaxed your central nervous system and your gut are, the less likely you are to react to foods. So clients actually find that as they move through the program, and they begin to have fewer symptoms and therefore have less reactions to foods. And medication-wise, clients find that they're also reducing down or completely eliminating the medications they use to manage their symptoms. How great is that? It's a win-win for everyone, really. So there's a number of things that you can do to put yourself in front. Learn to listen to your gut. Know what was happening in your life prior to the onset of symptoms. Get to know how you feel about your symptoms and your gut as it is now. And also become aware of how all of this is impacting your life. Only then can you begin to take action. And remember, no matter where you are or what you're doing, go gently on that body of yours. 
I'm Michelle White, and you've been listening to Happy Inside. You can follow Happy Inside on Facebook, and here's some other options. You can subscribe to Happy Inside on Apple Podcasts and leave your comments there. If one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside IBS Recovery Program is for you. If not, you can purchase the Happy Inside iPhone app. And if you already own it, don't forget to review and rate it on the App Store. These details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Join me here each week for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.